0: Welcome to the New Human Podcast. I'm Jasmine Sterling, and we're here with Sarah, and we are both going to share with you our experience of what it is to become a new human, and in this particular podcast, what the metamorphosis process might look like if you are experiencing becoming a new human as well. So hello, Sarah. How are you doing? Hey, Jasmine. Great to be back.
1: Good. Uh, Always excited and up for a wonderful conversation with you because they're always interesting, and uh, we may never know where they're going to lead. We
0: never know where they're going to go. They lead us into so many different dimensions. Yeah. So I know that um, we just did a quite a long podcast that gave a pretty good overview of the different topics that we dive into. And I know that our lives have led us through some pretty, um, you know, extraordinary experiences. We'd like to touch deeper into some of those and help the people that are listening maybe mark some of the things they're going through as not being irrelevant, that possibly some of the things that our listeners are going through are actually going into more of a 5D experience, and they don't even know it because it's not something that we're readily taught. So let's go ahead and dive into some of the things that um, that you've experienced in your life that have shown you wow, I'm not in 3D anymore. <laughs> what, you know, what were, what were the things that happened? Of course, in time you realized this is a different, this is different dimension and it's a different quality of life. It brings about a different quality, quality of life. Yeah. So I would say, let's start with that. What, Absolutely. what are so, some of the things that you've gone through that have made you go, whoa, we're not in Kansas anymore.
1: Let's talk about last weekend. Um, last weekend was Easter, so I was out with the family, and somehow we got onto the topic of eagle watching. Not even a week later, I think it was Wednesday evening, as I'm driving home from work, i was on the phone with my mother, don't worry, we were hands-free, um, <laughs> and I'm driving down River Road, which is this beautiful scenic road alongside the Delaware River, and I just see this black... Um, swoosh come out of the top right uh, of my plane of view and a massive creature comes down, scoops down to pick up something on the road and it happens so quick that it almost feels like it didn't happen. It's a massive eagle. It must have had a six or eight foot wings spread and (laughs) gorgeous white head. And it swooped 10 feet, 12 feet, maybe max from where I was. So it must have been like four to six feet close to the front of my car in the oh. middle of the road. So it's like that instantaneous um, experiences. And yeah. then, of course, and I'm on the phone with my mother, who we were talking about this with just four day, three or four days earlier. So it's that instant manifestation of these miraculous events, I think, that is so quick and so relevant. So I had never seen an eagle that close. I had no idea they were that massive and grand. That's too. So um, you know, exact and precise. With You know, it swooped in in front of two cars coming in different directions, picked up something off the road, and, like, I just saw it as it's – on its way back up because it came in so quick and it raises these gorgeous, beautiful, massive wings and its head was turned to the side. And that impression, that picture, if I had a, a dash cam, my goodness, that would have been quite mm-hmm. the experience. But um, that was quite a you know 5D experience to me because a couple of reasons because eagle of the spirit animals if you're into spirit medicine and um, animal medicine which natives are eagle is a messenger from the gods and it's talking about things about to um, you know change and all sorts of things on that spiritual level and from just the manifestation of having spoken about that, and then having, for the first time in my life, a close encounter with an eagle right in front of my car, it just showed me, it was like a little reminder that universe works, that everyone's listening, that there's no coincidences, that everything-
0: Everything is is connected. Connected, exactly. Everything is connected. Mm -hmm. And there's not one thought that can go through that doesn't ripple out into the universe and then back again. And that- that connection makes life thrilling. Yeah. It makes that, that, that's why it's considered like, oh, it's a miracle. It makes your whole, like everything, you get chills. And it, because you feel connected. And I think when, when people feel um, depressed or when they don't have any energy or when they don't feel that their life is going anywhere, there's no movement, they've lost that connection to life itself. Oh. And because when you are the, this new human experience that we're talking about, Will, is natural. It's normal, actually. Exactly. It's normal. <laughs> and so bringing it yeah, out. I be surprised
1: with all the, you know, and we're going to talk about frequency and vibration and all that stuff. With all the personal frequency work that we've done, and to clear that out and just be a, a vessel for the consciousness to move through you, I had nothing to do with that ego, right? But something grand sure did. And it provided that experience because I'm in that clear moment of, of connection. It had nothing exactly. to do with my thoughts. It had nothing to do with my alignment. It had everything to do with... Um, And I always say, there's no coincidences. I do not believe there's such a thing as coincidence. It's all synchronicity. It's all part of the grand play, the grand
0: leela. Absolutely. And I have a bird story too, and I have to tell it. Because because it's something that just happened one time, and it probably will never happen again. But it was a series of, um, it was a hawk story. And I love the beauty of hawks. And I see hawks all the time, but for some reason within like a week period, I kept seeing hawk feathers. First, it was just one hawk feather. And I saw this hawk feather I'm like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And I picked it up and I wanted to share it with somebody. So I actually put it on somebody's, um, their doorknob, my neighbor's doorknob, because they had talked to me interestingly enough about a week prior on the beauty of these hawks. And it was this young guy and he was just really into the hawks. So I'm like, I'm gonna give him this feather. That's, it was just cause like, you know, confirming and affirming what he had just spoken to. So I put it on there. And then um, <laughs> later in the day, it was so funny, later in the day I was walking and wow, here's another hawk feather for me. And I realized when I picked it up and I realized, oh, I was supposed to keep that feather. You know, it was beautiful because I gave it away, but meaning he wanted me to have the feather. The feather was important for me and it was fine that I gave it away, and it just came right back. You know, it was a different feather, probably, actually. I don't know, I never asked him if he took that feather inside or if he just trashed it or threw it back on the sidewalk. I don't know. But I find that that, that those messages, and then for about three days, I kept finding all of these feathers and i picked them up and I set them here and I never saw another hawk feather again on the, on the sidewalk or anywhere. It was just during this time period when that one guy said, Hawks are amazing, and we were so blown away by the hawks. So, there's something to it, you know. And it's it's when you're living in that, and everybody, and you're feeling those spirit bumps, and that that isn't a lot, that to me. Well, it is an alignment to me. I experience it as being recognizing the connection, and and that is what I'm hoping. Being a new human is all about. It's being in that connected state where you realize that you are literally connected with the universe and life will show you how you're connected.
1: Yeah. That's what I feel like these wonderful reminders are. They're, they're these beautiful intersections of our pure consciousness of the divine nature of our consciousness. As they come into our lives, they're there to show us, to wake us up, to pause us in our tracks, stop us from whatever we're doing and go, Hey, pay attention right now because you're caught in the monotony or you're not, and this is just a little confirmation that um, there's more, and that it's available to you, and that's it's right, an right. integral, it's integral it. part of your life. It's not separate, it's not separatable, <laughs> that's not a word, <laughs> divisible, um, <laughs> it's, it's all tied in, um, and I think that's, you know, something that once we get out of our five senses and we start to understand that there's so much more Mm -hmm. available to us, that's how the new human, this new human we're talking about, how do we move into our evolution and beyond our purpose? We talked about purpose last time, but how do we move into the metamorphosis of becoming this new human? And I think those reminders are critical for just um, confirmations.
0: Well, and also too, it's when you do finally recognize and you do feel that connection, the more you do that, the more they come. Absolutely. If, if you if if life brings to you one of those synchronicities or one of those connected moments and you're feeling it, but you ignore it, then you're not going to be able to get too many of them or you're not going to recognize them as such. Yep. The second you start recognizing that that's what it is. And and your consciousness shifts to that higher frequency where these are coming from, your life changes. And just, then, you and then you it shows see up more so. and more of them. Yeah,
1: they show up before you even realize you need something. I remember, um, I <laughs> I had this old headset that I'd gotten at uh, you know with TJ Maxx or Marshalls or one of those stores, and it was just a headset from my phone. And there was one winter evening that I kept hearing something bumping outside my car, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I looked on the back you know, door. Was something hanging out the back door? Was it a seatbelt? There was nothing there. And then I pull over later to wherever I was going, and I find out I was dragging my headset. And I'm like, oh, man, I got the thing years ago. It was perfect. It worked great. It was on sale. And I'm never going to be able to find another one because I hadn't found a few more, and they were just garbage compared to that. The next time I'm in a shopping center, I get compelled to go into one of those stores. I have no idea why I'm there, but I'm like, okay, universe, why am I here? Show me. I walk over to the counter. There's one pair, one set, one set of the same headset that I'd already gotten years earlier that was out of commission, I guess. One set marked down for two ninety nine. the same exact oh, wow. headset.
0: That's a good sale. Yeah, no kidding.
1: (laughs) But it was that, like, when you're paying attention and you're feeling it, like, Uh I was like, why am I even in the store? I don't know why I'm here. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not compelled to go in here for no reason. Okay, universe, show me. There it was. Um, It's like those gifts show up when you're not even paying attention. It's no longer, I'm attracting this. I'm in the law of attraction, attracting this because I need a new headset. I wasn't thinking about it. It was almost instantaneously. I don't know if it was the same Mm -hmm. night or the next night, but it was almost exactly as quickly as I lost them, the new pair was delivered to me. And I was just
0: paying attention. I was intuiting. It's it's that, that door. Yeah. And that so speaks to um, purpose of life. Mm-hmm. You know that seems to be just a small little kind of you know this doesn't really matter type of situation. Headphones so wet, but yeah. you know what? Yeah. You no know cares. <laughs> that no, no that I apply that same exact thing to the purpose of my life because right. I am not here for no reason. I do the same thing. It's just like okay, universe. So. Um, if I get to a point where it's just like, you know, nothing makes sense. Nothing externally is making sense right now. I mean, we are in the strangest times going <laughs> in and out 3D, 4D, 5D all the time, just like depending on where our frequencies are at. So it's like, what? why would I be here? Why would I choose to come here now? And I, I challenge the listeners right now to, to look at their own life and say, really? Did you really pick this time period to come here for no reason? to just be a black and do nothing and be depressed and go nowhere? Or did you come here specifically to have some massive contrast and comparison background so that you can grow exponentially during this time period? Because that is the juice. That's the gift. And and using the principle that you just talked about, Sarah, that's exactly what I do when I'm, kind of going what's going on nothing makes sense why am i here because i totally know that i did not choose to be here for no reason no. definitely so that that principle holds us. true with everything in my opinion
1: yeah some of us i definitely came here to learn and grow i think some of us came here to lock in and be guides for bringing in the new earth too and you know we hear that term so often with well, the new earth the new earth is it a dimensional shift? You know, we're we're, we're going to get into that because I think you know we have some different different interesting perspectives on dimension, um, or is it a physical shift? We know our planet is being devastated with over um, pollution and resource toxicity, and toxicity exactly, and we're we're not paying attention. But you know that doesn't change externally until we change internally. We you can talk about charging people more for carbon emissions but really is that a solution or is that a band-aid ultimately we all make better choices for the earth if we're making better choices for ourselves if we're living in harmony with our surroundings as it is you can't say i'm going to live in fight and destruction around my surroundings and argue with every relationship i have and then expect to find harmony on this planet its vibration it affects the all and i think everyone who would be attracted to this podcast probably already realizes that but, um, but are we doing the work? Are we diving in and doing that work to bring in the new earth?
0: And so those well, are... Let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about that. Because I think that that, that's critical. I think that, um, it's the new human is the one that's bringing in the new earth. It's not, the, it's not the other way around. I think that it's the new human, the person that is taking the responsibility the person that is able to see, to take the responsibility, go, you know what, I'm not clean here. I have to clean up my own being. I have to clean out the emotions that are stuck, that are holding me back, that there's places that I probably don't even know are stuck in my subconscious. I guarantee you there are. <laughs> and, you know, how clean am I? How, how can I resonate at a higher vibration so that I can help the earth? What, you know, I mean, we can run around all day long and try to pick up plastic bottles and, and, you know, it's good to do that if that's what you are drawn to do. But like you're saying, ultimately, if we don't take the responsibility to actually clean ourselves up, to experience the peace because we're so cluttered with toxicity, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we don't do that, then it's just going to keep being reflected externally. And then we've got the collective consciousness, So it takes that one person, that one individual to be able to say, I have to clean up my stuff. And that leads to another thing is that I really think the new human is all about learning how to self-heal instead of handing the power over to um, external authority, i.e. a medical doctor or any um, external guru that's promising to change you in some way. We have everything that we need. It's just a matter of practicing it, recognizing that it's possible. And yeah, then practice the first it.
1: one. Understanding yeah. that you have it in the first
0: place. And, and, and it's, and it's physics.
1: Awesome.
0: It yeah. is physics. And it's biochemistry. And it, it's, yeah, it's biochemistry. And it's, it's exactly what Einstein did lead us off with and telling us that this is time, the doll and Tesla, you know, the secrets of the universe are going to be with frequency and vibration and energy. We're not going to be able to get away from that right now. Right. So, to me, I think the biggest um, thing that keeps circling back is no matter which way we turn, we're going to have to understand ourselves as a cosmic, galactic being, and that in in that way, it it blends and merges our spirit and our science together. We've avoided or separated. Well, not not us, but the powers that. Are on their way out, have done it separated us from being a spiritual being or a scientific being, like you utilizing your critical thinking process or connecting in, inwardly to your place that's beyond that, your, your mega senses, you know, the me- metaphysical, the mega physical. Those two things need to come together in order for us to reach our optimal self. So, yeah, free.
1: <laughs> think, you know, there's so much in that. I think um, we've recognized that like countries like India who were so in the spiritual um, realm uh, will talk about their, they talk about their history. Um, I've heard numerous people talk about the history that, yeah, we were so focused on spiritual and, you know, compassion and things like that. People took advantage of us and we mm. neglected to move forward in other ways. And then um, as part of India, you know, moves towards technology, they're losing the spiritual. Exactly. And, and mm-hmm. there that balance needs to be found in all of us. So yes. I think I think that gets um, somewhere <laughs> this this definitely lights some things up in me because I feel like there's a lot of people that are spiritual leaders and spiritual teachers talking about concepts that they've you know dotted line derived to some kind of physics aspect, but they never really understood the physics of it altogether. Um, I think right now the big buzz is the holographic universe. Great. Okay, let's really break that down into what that means. I honestly don't watch all of these um, shows. They're just there's not enough time, to under- but I know they're out there, and I hear, I see that showing up as the buzzword, the holographic universe. Right. A hologram. and this gets into the dimensions and frequencies, so we're going to go for a quick science lesson, everyone, because I think it helps us understand how we can function better, and I think it helps us understand what's real out there and what might make sense and what might not. So, um, number one, let me just make a couple disclaimers. I believe our core consciousness that we're all made of, the stuff of matter, but it's not matter, it's not energy, it's potential, Um, is quantum, obviously. It it can do things beyond what our linear minds and everything we've learned in school and everything we've learned about medicine can do. And and I have a number of crazy miracles that happened to me on my website at some point. Check them out. Because it will show you that it's not linear. Having said that, there are some basic principles that we operate in. So we can't just throw out the baby with the bathwater. We can't say, oh, we're completely human and we're not linear at all. No, we're both. Because linear means one, like, let's talk about the dimensions. First dimension, it's point. It's a point source. It's the very, you know, level of distance. Second dimension, it's length by width. It's flat. It's geometric. Um, So it's a plane, just a flat plane. Um, You add the third dimension, that adds height. So it's cubic. So that's what we experience. That's what we understand, and that's how our senses operate. You go into the fourth dimension; it adds time to it. Um, oh, that's you know the scientific explanation of it, and that's I always, you know, from a perception, um, period. Time for me is relative. It's just as something moves through the universe, you're stopping, seeing that measurement up of it. So fourth dimension, you're able to see where things were on a linear time scale. It's hard to explain, but it just say time. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth dimension, we don't understand that. But that doesn't mean we don't operate in that. We operate in all the dimensions all at once. Um, our senses just pick up a very small bandwidth of that. So this is some basic physics, and basic understanding of what science tells us and what we know to some degree to be true. We don't know what is true in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth and up dimension. I mean, there's different, some people say there's 11 dimensions. Some would say quantum physics says there's 20, I think string theory says there's 21, um, something like that. But ultimately, the some science and spirituality leaders say, oh, well, we live in a holographic dimension. Okay, great. Do you know what that means? That simply means there's enough space in our universe that all of the points that are 3D, that we understand it, could be experienced on a flat surface. So the the data is on the flat surface, but it experiences it in three dimension. It's a data point. It's a mathematical structure. And that's what the newest consciousness teachers are talking about. Is that relevant? I'm not sure that just takes us down a level. Oh, we just, maybe we're 2d and we're operating in 3d because it's a hologram and it's really happening on 2d. Well, what about understanding the other levels of dimensions and frequency? And I think that's, what's critical. Like we can't just talk about a holographic universe and then assign things to it um, that are not necessarily tied back to science. So
0: that's the quick science lesson. (laughs) No, I think that's a great point because it also, It also ties into critical thinking, where, you know, talk about throwing baby out with bathwater. That's the danger of being involved in anything that's dogmatic that doesn't allow you to really expand your curiosity and really ask questions. You know, in any any intelligent um, venue of learning, they're going to want you to question and challenge and use your own thought process. And so it, you know, it is very important to not just get stick on, stuck on um, taglines and right. things because, you know, I mean, it's fine. It, it brings attention to certain things, but we have to be able to stand by, look, this is, this is our reality. I do have a physical body. If I was to go punch you in the arm, guess what? You'd say, ouch. And it's the same thing. We all have blood. We need air to breathe. And you know, we have to drink water. There are certain very basic things that are true to our reality right now. Hey, is that gonna change at some point? Probably, I've known people that have been doing everything they could to become breatharians. Um, They weren't successful, but there have been, you know, people that they say they know have been able to just live off of breathing, just the air. And actually, or just colored water, you know, putting right, well, water, yes, colored right. glasses,
1: you know, sunshine, soil. And, yeah, you know,
0: I know yeah. that it's possible. Anything is possible. In our but it's, universe, it's, right. So, you know, but what, is yeah, our, you know, what, does what
1: does this look like? Right. Are we going to get caught into this other dogmatic taking us down? Yes, saying, oh, you're a holographic. You're, you're, a, you're living in the holographic universe. So here's what that means for you. I don't, I don't think that's constructive in any way. I think, you know, our metamorphosis, obviously, is personal. But we need to start realizing that we're not limited. We live in the same um, consciousness, that everything else does. We're all connected. It's multi-dimensional. So when we start this conversation, this is why I kind of wanted to give the little physics lesson. We started the conversation talking about 5D. You know, how do you know you're in 5D? Well, things are happening beyond our normal perception. Things are happening beyond this linear structured reality we keep being told that we're in. You know, people talk about 5D, but they don't understand, you know, what does that mean to you? I, I, and I don't think we've completely understood that as a science and biocentrism is the next you know, phase of science that's trying to explain all that, how we are contributors to the entire consciousness. And, and I do believe that to be true. Mm-hmm. But like, what is this personal metamorphosis into this multidimensional nature that we already are?
0: We right. are already wired for it. And, then when- and if we focus on that, if we focus on looking for that, for finding that in our daily life... It will continue to bring more, which will continue to prove that you are multidimensional. And so that's, that's the important part. When you've had experience, not everyone has had experiences like we have had. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I mean, they, if you listen to the first podcast, we kind of get into some of them. It's not everyone has had that. So it does take people talking about their own personal experiences and sharing it and saying, hey what was used to be, you'd be considered crazy for having. Now it's just like, oh, wow. Now we understand it in a scientific way and a spiritual way. Those two things prove each other. They prove each other. And that is very exciting to me. That is the new human. The new human is able to now use all of the experiences, experiences that they've had and and look at other people's experiences where they're open to them and go, wow, it's not that they're crazy. They're actually experienced that because I've sort of had that experience. So I know it's possible. Right. And then it opens you up to a whole other realm. Well, those realms are other dimensions. <laughs> you know, and we're living you know what? That's
1: what they are. They're not something outside of you. It's your connected
0: self. Right. Right. We're multidimensional. Yeah. And a lot of it does go back into. Uh, we were talking earlier before we started recording this, that the uh, the emotions are our physical um, guidance system. It's how we feel. It's how we know if we if something is on or off. And the and I'm going to include spirit bumps in there as an emotion, because the more I experience, you know, the higher higher dimensions when I'm having very high experiences. And I get those spirit bumps. I'm like, this is, you can almost consider this like an emotion. It's, it's a guidance system. It's like part of the new guidance system, your spirit bumps, <laughs> your, right. whatever and you that want to call it. And is. your
1: heart and your sixth sense and those chills on your skin, the that's chills, part of your, they senses. let you know, you right. know? So, yeah. Um,
0: So. <laughs> I know it's it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot, but it's, All of these things need to, they need, I feel they need to be brought out, which is why we're doing this. Obviously, you feel they need to be brought out too, because people feel extremely limited. They're getting depressed. I mean, in America, we know how bad the health is and everything's going on. People are trying to suppress you, suppress your immune system, suppress your happiness, tell you to stay inside. They can't go in. You got to get jabbed. It's, It's insane unless you find yourself. And the finding yourself part of it is what we're Speaking to right now, the finding yourself is know your limitless and look for the different things. So, we're helping to bring out the things you can look for in your own daily life that will prove that you are way more than what you've been told. That's super critical. If you've not had an experience of seeing, you know, a, a deceased person or talking to a deceased pet or having a miracle, whether you can see it's bad or good or if you've not had any of that, just go well, at other people who have. I think that's what other people that's,
1: I think that's something that's really interesting to me because there was um you know, I've worked with different lineages of spiritual groups and there's one that is incredibly powerful and they're always talking about sharing miracles. And people write in about, oh well I got this money and and, and I'm just like this these aren't miracles and, and I yeah. just had such a negative idea about it at first and um and i realized just recently why they're so um you know forward with people sharing miracles they have a whole telegram channel for sharing miracles because once you understand that it's not really a miracle after all it's just another experience of your multi-dimensional human that these things become part of your reality. You get so used and so conditioned to going, oh, well, that happened, and oh, this happened, and oh, I got that money. And God knows I've had plenty of those. I thought I was getting a bonus one year at work, and I wasn't. And my um, my ex-fiance, a friend, sold uh, this old RV that I had on his property for the same amount of money that I needed that I thought I was getting a bonus to buy a new car, right? So I've had those experiences mm-hmm. that I said, oh, well, that was a super synchronistic thing, Right. but ultimately, was it a miracle? Was it a synchron- synchronistic thing? No, it was the universe um, swooping in because that's what was needed at that point in time, and how do you stay open to that, and how do you become accustomed to that? Well, at that point, it happened. I was already very accustomed to having miracles quote unquote, what other people call miracles that didn't make sense and weren't linear swooping into my existence. And um, so you just share them. And then if you speak of enough and you hear them enough, it just becomes regular. It's it's exactly. just like any other programming condition. We've been programmed to think something
0: other than what we truly are. And Wait, I got to say something. I'm going to cut you yeah, off. Please. It's so funny. You just said, that your miracles swoop in, right? They, that, that's, you've mentioned the word swoop a lot. Like I could see that. Now this eagle that you were talking about. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> right? Yeah. You so saw that eagle curious. totally swooped in. There's something about swooping for you. So, <laughs> that, that eagle you did swoop, swoop in. in. <laughs> well, well um, I think I used that word because they do fly in. That, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. I never, but that's I think that it's interesting that eagle did that. That yeah, that no, I never made that conscious connection, so thank you for <laughs> actually pointing that out, because you're absolutely right, because they do, you know, come in out of the unexpected, exactly right in front of you, and they make you stop and go, wow, the universe is magnificent, and there's synchronicities right. everywhere. It's so alive. It's yeah. so. Alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, I think we have a lot to talk about on how we, you know, open up our frequencies, have this become more normal. I, I, and, you know, I, I hate to say change our belief systems because this is not about changing anything. It's just maybe loosening loosening them a little bit, allowing for more, allowing for things that we might have been told are separate from us or, you know, not deserving of or outside of our realm of understanding or outside of our realm of existence become normal for us. Because if we are made of the same source of consciousness of that eagle swooping in or, or or any of these crazy miracles happening, we're made of that consciousness. So we need to remember that. And once we first understand what the consciousness is capable of, you can do that by talking about miracles, sharing miracles, what people call miracles. They're not, they're not miracles at all. They're just at the everyday interaction of the new human.
0: <laughs> right, and I would, I would add to that, I think to end this conversation, because I think we're pretty close to a half hour probably yeah. by now, is um, by taking responsibility to do your own, I'd say house cleaning, and it's really the most joyful thing. Yes, it does take bravery to go in there and allow just, just by acknowledging certain things that have happened perhaps in your past and let clearing happen from your subconscious, from your emotional body. Let the cleansing and the clearing happen simply by you know, it's a very simple process. And and all we, you know, there's tools. We have incredible tools that if that's something that interests you, if you want any kind of you know, like support or tools. Um, We both have had plenty of experience with these things. So, but I would just say for somebody that may be just getting started with this, let yourself acknowledge that there may be some things in there that want your acknowledgement. Simply acknowledging certain things that have happened to you in your past um, can really miraculously shift it will actually help you become a higher frequency being just by letting some of these suppressed emotional um, traumas or, or discordances heal, come out, let them bubble out. And in it, in it, you may not see it at the time, but just your acknowledgement, the consciousness of that acknowledgement will actually help to shift your life. You'll see it in your life. When you start a path of allowance, I, I'm just really going to call it a path of allowance because that's, that's great. That just feels right to me right now. Yeah. And um, and there's a lot that you can do with that, but just shifting to that acknowledgement and then starting to look for, um, proving that they these things exist for you because you will start to see it. You will start to see it, and then you'll you will have you won't be able to to deny that you're now raising your vibration, that you're now resonating at a higher frequency. And that is your multidimensional self. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to sit in a Himalayan cave. You don't have to do any of that. You know, just within yourself, claim, I know I'm multidimensional and I want to experience my higher self, my optimal self. And you will. (laughs) That's all it takes because we're connected to everything and we're especially connected to our Creator. So, whatever that is for you, whatever that truly is, it's a source, an intelligent designer that is aware of every single thing at all times. Okay, one thing I'm gonna shut up. The only way that I know that to be true, scientifically speaking, is that if we have these things that are completely unique, we've got snowflakes, we've got fingerprints, we have voice prints, these things are utterly and completely unique to every other. Snowflake, fingerprint, or voice print. At least those three things on irises are the same. Completely unique to everything else, all these other things. The only way that that can happen is if that intelligent designer knows every single one that it created. There's no other way you can do that. So it has to know every single thing that it's created and it loves it and it knows it. So. I'm going to end on that. (laughs) And I think that's beautiful. I think the um,
1: awareness and that process is like a catalyst for more. The second you just want to commit to that deeper healing on the inside to get rid of the subconscious things that keep us locked into our old human ways of thinking i think that itself acts as a catalyst it's just kind of asking the universe to open you up and bring you what bring you what's next and then uh, the best thing we need to do is get of our own way when it does because <laughs> right. that's when we put up the
0: resistance right exactly so exactly what well, yes. we learn we learn how to be graceful when those things come up i mean at first sometimes you're like what and you realized, oh, I asked for this, and then the process of gracefully learning and gracefully healing and all of that comes in time because you get used to the process. It's just like, oh, that's that. You don't freak out over it anymore. You're just like, oh, wow, okay, this is happening. It's being. It's
1: it's like it happens and you return to that that childhood innocence, right? Was we go right. to the child. Um, the story of you always hear you want to be childlike, not childish, right, right, right. And um it's about just watching things as they happen without those inner critic and the inner judgment and the inner, um, you know, one Oh of yeah self
0: saboteur.
1: Yeah, all of it. Actually, that's actually a great place to stop for this. And we'll go on, um, I think, in the next podcast to talk more about frequency and clearing and what that means. Because ultimately, this is all about that physics, the dimensions. But I did promise in the last podcast a quick story that we had about Einstein. And it was about being childlike. So I'll end with that since we got there Um, naturally. So my step... Mother's mother was a young girl, I think she was seven years old, and her parents had a fancy dinner, and Einstein was one of the guests. And yeah, and I I don't know too much about the situation, but she was young and Einstein spent a lot of time talking to her during this dinner, and they the parents were getting very angry. Because of course he's the you know the one that all of their guests wants to speak to, yet he was spending his That's time gosh. with his child. That's great. So basically, you know, they said, Go go to your room, you know, go Dorothy, go go away, go to your room. And Einstein got very defensive of and, and very protective of this child. And he said, No, this child, I'm gonna stay and talk with this child, or I'm going to leave or something like that. Oh, basically, yeah. you know, saying no, he would rather be in the talk presence of the, child. the innocence of the child than talking small talk mm-hmm. with this group of people who were, you know, the prestige of being with Einstein was, mm-hmm. um, you know, what they were there for. And he, he was, had, was having none of it. So anyway, that's, that's as much of the story as, as I know, but I just thought that was really that's incredible. There's a, a man whose mind is of the greatest and his, joy that evening was to speak to a young child
0: rather than schmooze with the <laughs> with the guests. Yeah, but he, he ended up becoming uh, extreme, extremely humble in the presence of the awesomeness in which he could never explain just that it was awesome. <laughs> and how do you, he, uh, I love that. I love that story. <laughs> well, we're going to have to talk more about Einstein and all of the different things that he wanted us to put into our lives, you know, to take his legacy and his work, and then I feel like this is what we are doing now, is we're taking his legacy, his work, and we're applying it spiritually, which is where he wanted to bring it, but he was, he was older, but he became very, very humbled by what he discovered, and we're just taking those next steps to becoming the new human, hello Einstein, here we are.
1: Okay, so we're going to sign off, and our next podcast, we're going to come back and talk a little more about frequency and dimensions and how, you know, we we started there, but let's talk a little more about clearing. We'll talk a little more about um, understanding how we raise to have our perceptions in more than two three d because we are in all of them we're operating in all of them at once so i think that's a fantastic discussion because we're all learning at the same time we're all just exploring these and i think input from our listeners would be fantastic um what they perceive that to be as well okay so signing off sarah powell and and
0: jasmine sterling we'll see you next time thanks for listening